Europe might be headed towards another lockdown thanks to COVID-19. The Dodgers win the World Series and may be celebrating with a two-week quarantine thanks to one teammate. And BuzzFeed News' Kadia Goba has been on the road at Trump rallies. She joins to tell us what's been happening on the ground. The date, October 28th, 2020. The time, News O'Clock. Hey, friends, I'm Hayes Brown. And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. Casey, uh, so one of my friends, Brett, is like deep into Bachelor dumb. I just a glimpse on Twitter the other night. Uh, some things went down on said show. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Last night was wild. It's been wild. All I can tell you about this, okay, so Claire Crawley, The Bachelorette, she is known for her first time on The Bachelor franchise was on Juan Pablo season, which I never saw. I started watching later than that. But Juan Pablo is known as the worst Bachelor of all time. I've heard the name, which tells you how bad he is. Yes, I have never seen a single episode, and I've heard the name Juan Pablo (laughs) is terrible. Okay. So now Claire... Mm-hmm. she might be the worst bachelorette of all time. And she's always had this thing of like, Juan Pablo treated me so badly, which he did. He still is trash. But it seems as if she's forgotten what show she signed up for. <laughs> and she uh, just wants to be with this one guy named Dale. And all I can tell you about this is she was on a group date with all of, like the other guys except for Dale. And when she went to sit with them all one-on-one, she just asked them about Dale. <laughs> <gasps> It was like, you know, when you like you heard that your crush was talking about you and you're like, oh, yeah, like, like, what, what did you hear? Did you? And then she'll ask that same question to everyone to get different angles of how it happened. It was it's all truly wild. Um, She's just making out with him all the time. Her mic was on and producers left it in where she's talking to producers. And she's like, when she was had to go on these little mini dates with everyone else, she's like, hey, can we hurry this up? Because she doesn't want to be with any of them. Wow. The thing on Twitter right now is very much just like pour yourself a drink. Come on. Claire, wrap it up, head on out. Let us have Tasha. We need to move on. No one wants you here. You don't want to be here. So we're hoping next week is the week. Tasha appeared out of a pool with, for some reason, horror music playing in the background. We don't know why Halloween. that's the tone. I guess the tone's a little weird. But either way, um, we're excited for Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that update. I yes, thank you. I don't even need to watch the show. I got you, you Casey. Not. This is great. <laughs> okay, it's time for today's top stories. Here's what you need to know. European countries are considering nationwide lockdowns after COVID cases have hit their highest since the start of the pandemic. Each individual country is considering different measures to achieve this. France's President Emmanuel Macron is expected to speak tonight about possible new restrictions, which his advisors have been bickering over. During that meeting, there were some differences in opinion, some quite strong differences in opinion between his health minister on one side and ministers representing the economy who were arguing, it's understood, for less severe restrictions to be introduced. As you say, at this point, the government is ruling nothing out. We've heard calls this lunchtime from a group representing hospitals. They're calling for a national lockdown to be introduced. Um, They say that hospitals are being overwhelmed right across the country. Over in Germany, Chancellor Angela Merkel is proposing a, quote, lockdown light, which would last through November. This plan includes closing restaurants, bars, gyms, theaters, and museums, while keeping things like schools, daycare centers, and hairdressers open. The goal is to make it safe enough for families to visit each other during Christmas. With each country in the European Union having a you know, choose-your-own-adventure approach, it's unclear if each proposal will effectively combat the skyrocketing case numbers and deaths. 
Meanwhile, hurricane Zeta is expected to make landfall today, and the Gulf states are already preparing for the worst. The storm was upgraded to a Category 1 hurricane yesterday and is expected to bring high winds and a life-threatening surge to southeastern Louisiana, then sweep up the south and east coast, dumping up to 6 inches of rain in those areas. This is the fifth named storm to hit Louisiana this year, with a month left in hurricane season. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards declared a state of emergency, and Senator Bill Cassidy warned his constituents to take precautionary measures. Hurricane Zeta is heading for southeast Louisiana. Voluntary evacuation for Plaquemines Parish. Follow advice. Friend of mine said, hey, it's only a Category 1. No, it's a Category 1. It's going to have a surge. So follow what advice there is. If you're sheltering in place, do everything you need to do. Your generators, your food, your water. Just be safe. The Trump administration has approved the governor's emergency declaration request ahead of the storm, and FEMA is working with local governments across the Gulf states to supplement emergency measures already in place. And finally, President Donald Trump's rallies have garnered huge support, but they're also leaving some of his followers out in the cold. Literally. Trump held a rally in Omaha, Nebraska at Epley Airfield yesterday, where the temperatures dipped to almost freezing. The buses that carried the supporters to the rally couldn't pick them up because they had trouble navigating the two-lane airport access road. This left attendees stranded as their parking lots were over three miles away and in dire need of help. By 10.30 p.m., there were still no buses in sight. Crowds didn't fully clear the rally until 12.30 a.m., three and a half hours after the president departed. Great planning. Mm. NBC super spreader planning. NBC News has obtained Omaha police dispatch calls from Broadcastify that describe at least seven people being taken to the hospital due to severe temperatures. Trump is scheduled to speak in Arizona today, and the campaign is not, as of this recording, commented about the stranded attendees. Oh, that's truly wild. It's also like one of those situations where it's like, I don't know. They probably weren't like, oh, Trump stranded me here. I'm not voting for him him anymore. Although I think that is what they should be thinking about, because that is a personality of of him and his government. <laughs> no, I get you. I I'm curious to see how this plays out in local coverage, because people who I feel like are tuned into politics and are of like a certain age, definitely pay attention to their local news a lot. And hearing like this sort of stuff be talked about on your local TV station and your local newspapers, if they still exist, uh, really like makes a difference, I feel. Also, I saw this story going around last night uh, as I was like going to bed. And with the wind chill, it was like 22 degrees Fahrenheit out there. It's old people trying to walk like three I know, I miles. can't believe seven people were, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's extremely cold and with that wind chill. Okay, also, I want to talk about why he's going to Arizona, which he presumably has in the bag. Is he just like on the defensive right now? Is that his game plan? Oh, he don't have the have it in the bag. Oh, really? Yes. Arizona? Arizona is a possibility. Like, wow, on the one okay. hand, um, uh, Martha McSally, who's running for Senate, she is looking behind the polls behind uh, Mark Kelly, who is former astronaut, husband of Gabby Gifford. She's been doing really well in polling lately. And yeah, Arizona has voted for a Republican since, I believe, 92 at the very least. And uh, they might it might be up for grabs. So yeah, the Trump campaign is definitely on defense. They're trying as hard as they can to make sure that they get Get back to the same map that they nearly like won in 2016. So they're on the defensive while the Biden camp's like, okay, so if we win just, you know, Minnesota, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin back, and we also get Pennsylvania, that's ball game. 
as long as you keep all the other states. Yeah, that's 270 electoral votes, but make sure that if one of those messes up, we got a backup or run up the score one of the two. Woo! I know. Ooh, it's the final countdown, Hayes. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, Casey, what's happening in the pop culture entertainment world right now? Okay, so the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series last night. And hey. it's their, yeah, go LA. And it's their first since 1988. But um, Hayes, this win came under some, shall we say, dubious circumstances. Okay. The Major League Baseball playoffs had been played in a bubble of sorts, like we've heard for a bunch of different professional teams, you know, leading up to the World Series. No team got home field advantage, and there was a set location for each round in each division. But the grand finale was played in Arlington, Texas, at the Texas Rangers Stadium in front of actual fans. Throughout the playoffs, players were tested for COVID-19 on game day, and samples were submitted to a lab in Utah who processed them as quickly as possible, For 54 consecutive days, there were no positive tests until Tuesday night. (laughs) Justin Turner, the Dodgers third baseman, had an inconclusive test from a Monday night sample come through in the second inning of game six. Typically, those results would arrive before game time. Then he was removed from the game in the eighth inning. And um, here's why. But we start this show with some breaking news. After the completion of the game tonight, we were informed by Major League Baseball that Justin Turner received a positive COVID test. That's why he was removed from the game. We have no other details at this time. We'll continue, though, to report on this developing story. Obviously, we hope Turner's okay and that everyone else is okay that's been around Turner. You know, so that could have been fine. You know, he found out he left the field. But um, Hayes, he later returned to the field to celebrate with teammates going maskless at points and kissing the commissioner's trophy, which, of course, was handled and kissed by his teammates. At one point, he was even sitting next to manager Dave Roberts without a mask, who is a Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor. Um... Okay, so this is how it played out. I was watching the Bachelorette, but, you know, from L.A., kept trying to, I was keeping up on the Dodger game to see how it was going, right? And then they won. And then I saw headlines about how Turner was tested positive, and there's this photo of him leaving the field. Then I check in later <laughs> when they're celebrating, because I love to watch winning teams celebrate. <laughs> I wanted to see that joy. And I'm like, um, is that Turner? Did he come back out again? <laughs> what? 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 Like, I, who, what a baseball dummy. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't. I have no words of support for this man right now. Like, what the heck? What a dumb jock move. No, Sorry to all the jocks out there, but what a dumb jock move. No, it is. And I, and it's like, when he left the field, I remember thinking, oh, that sucks. You know, he doesn't get to celebrate with his team. Something that, you know, is an important part of this and stuff. And I like felt for him. But then he decided to come out. (laughs) Fuck it, we'll do it live. (laughs) America, America sport, America-ing the hardest. Good job, everyone. Oh, boy. Okay, moving on. One of the breakout stars of Borat 2 is getting some much-needed support from fans after saying she had been completely duped by the production team. 62-year-old Janice Jones was hired to babysit who she thought was the 15-year-old daughter of the Borat character named Tutar. Jones was seen comforting the girl, telling her she did not need plastic surgery to find an American husband. Jones told the New York Post she was told she was filming a documentary about child brides and was reportedly paid under $4,000 for her role, adding that she felt betrayed and continued to worry about the girl after taping Wrapped. 
Fans have rallied around Jones, donating more than $50,000 to a GoFundMe campaign for her that was started by her church pastor. Oh, well, that's a good little twist there. Like It is. There are, there are levels to this story because it's like, on one hand, it's like, you know, for a lot of people with Borat, they're like, oh, that can't be real. Like, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, it is real because they do stunts like this. <laughs> Right. Like, yes, the like narrative arc is extremely fake. They, that is scripted, yes. But then they do do people like this poor woman who worried. Like, I love that she was like, that poor girl, is she going to fucking be okay or no? I know. And you know what? I'm obviously, I have to assume they covered all their legal bases, you know, of be, like filming, et cetera, like that. But it is wild. It's like, okay, she probably was paid the correct for what she thought she was doing, but she wasn't actually doing what she thought she was doing and being paid $4,000 for a role in a major, in a major movie. Right. Isn't great. Does she get sad credit? <laughs> Most likely not. Ah, boo. Double boo. (laughs) Give this woman her money and her SAG credit. (laughs) All right. When we come back, we're talking with BuzzFeed News' Kadia Goba about the bizarre hellscape that Trump rallies have become less than a week out from Election Day. Stay right there. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com/slash 2022. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey everybody, Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played with Chuck Bass. I just can't believe that I did that with my life. Jay, we had like the most amazing time. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, what's up? This is Robin Dixon, co-host of Reasonably Shady, which has just been nominated for an NAACP Image Award in the Outstanding Arts and Entertainment Podcast category. This is so big for Giselle and I. And of course, we must thank all of our fantastic listeners. But we need your help. Visit vote.naacpimageawards.net to vote for Reasonably Shady. That's vote.naacpimageawards.net. But don't wait. Voting closes on February 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And make sure to listen to Reasonably Shady every single Monday on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Welcome back. We are just under a week away from Election Day and President Trump has taken his show on the road because what pandemic? He's already held rallies in Pennsylvania, Michigan and Nebraska. BuzzFeed News' Kadia Goba is along for the ride. She was at the Capital Region International Airport in Lansing for Trump's Michigan rally. She joins us now from her car as she prepares to head for North Carolina. Good afternoon, Kadia. Good afternoon. It is afternoon, right? Good afternoon. Hello, guys. How are yes. you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
man, I I'm sure you miss this feeling like for the first part of the campaign season, not being able to travel around like this, not knowing where you are and when it is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty surreal. It doesn't feel like I mean, you guys just brought it up. It doesn't feel like we're in the in the middle of a pandemic as evidenced by the hordes of people that were trying to exit the venue yesterday and they were just so packed so tightly together and I was just like it was a point where I took a picture and I was like I I need to stand back and I'm like oh wait this is a very different reality from people who are just not having the same experience as me well, so you were in Michigan yesterday, like we said. Uh, he said some pretty crazy shit there, uh, but the major focus, downplaying the threats against Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, this coming on the same day she wrote an op-ed explaining how his attacks fueled these plots. You sent over uh, audio of the crowd chanting, lock her up. What did the people you spoke to at the rally have to say about their governor? Yeah, it's pretty insane, Hayes. It went from not talking totally believing what the FBI's findings were about uh, the arrest of 13 people who were basically plotting to kidnap their governor to, you know, kind of giving the both sides defense, you know, saying, you know, both sides have a play in this. We don't know if it's Democrats or Republicans. And I mean, honestly, it's not like a political issue. It is a uh, personal threat. So I can say there's a lot of anti-Whitmer sentiment. Um, There's signage. No one, everyone is like, not for her because she's like locking down our state and stopping our economy. Meanwhile, this is going on all over the country. So So another moment that's getting a lot of attention is this. Your husband's. They want to get back to work, right? They want to get back to work. We're getting your husbands back to work and everybody wants it. So who is he appealing to with this kind of commentary? So in a weird way, <laughs> suburban women, right? Um, he, he's, um, I, I guess he's fallen back from his usual suburban women. You like me. He's gotten a lot of criticism in um, the press lately because he's um, blatantly appealing to suburban women by Thing. Like people say, you don't like me. What's going on? So now it was just like, let's just appeal to their husbands, right? And I, I mean, it's pretty obnoxious, I think, right? But I mean, it's in line with the people with what his supporters are saying. I spent hours on the line yesterday, and they just think that's great. Really quickly, I just want to point. It reminds me of the line from Hamilton: "It's eighteen hundred, ladies. Tell your husbands vote yeah. for Burr." I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> okay, so Kadia, yes. you touched on this a bit earlier, sure. but he's also telling the crowds of tightly packed and people that show up to these rallies that COVID is a quote fake news media conspiracy. Here's what he said at a rally in Pennsylvania about it. And we're rounding the turn. You know, all they want to talk about is COVID. By the way, on November fourth, you won't be hearing so much about it. COVID, 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 COVID. Today, let's talk about COVID all over Europe, right? Europe's spiked. They don't talk about that. Now we're rounding the turn and we have the vaccines coming out very soon, years ahead of schedule. If he would have done it like he did the H1N1 swine flu, one of the worst handled. That was an epidemic. It was a disaster. He had no idea what the hell he was doing, but you know that. Is this something they're buying, that the media is exaggerating the situation despite hitting record diagnosis numbers over the weekend? So I was actually at that. There's like a year's worth of history packed in this one day. The president 
<laughs> he started off tweeting COVID, 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 like relax media. Why are you reporting on it so much? Right. And then um, on the heels of that, I was at the rally before he got there and just started asking people, what, what do they think of the president playing down the pandemic and saying that reporters are overcovering it? They were right on board to the point where one woman, her response to me was, you know, it's just all about COVID, COVID, COVID. Unprompted. I had never actually said uh, the trio of um, um, COVID. And then he then got on stage hours later to talk about COVID and say the same thing. They are totally in line with it. They think we're giving it too much play. And apparently it is because we want to diminish how much he has done so that Biden has an edge over him because we're all Democrats and we're all vying for Biden to win. So th this is from them, his supporters. Of course. Well, so we can't underplay the importance of Pennsylvania in this election. President Trump won in 2016. And recently, uh, the ruling that mail-in ballots could be counted if they were postmarked by November 3rd stood. How have the Democrats you've spoken with reacted to Pennsylvania being, again, this major important swing state? I mean, they've been pretty chill, a lot of rallying. It's funny because in a swing state like Pennsylvania, I find people aren't as like aggressive about, you know, telling what side of the field they're on. Right. And this is coming from a person who's sat in Walmart for four hours and, you know, like hunting people down when they were coming out of the Walmart. It's pretty surreal. I did a piece about one lone person in a sea of like Trump supporters who still maintained her like Biden side outside of our house. It was a real concern for her in so much that the rally was down the block from our house and she took that day off. So it's, I mean, I, people understand the importance of Pennsylvania. They understand how crucial they are um, in terms of votership. And the lines are out there. I visited some polling sites when I was there the other day. The lines are long. I'd say about two, two hours. This is just in Allentown. That's not enough to say like how it's going down in Philly and Pittsburgh, et cetera. You've now had the privilege of attending quite a few of these rallies. So where are you headed next? Oh, so I'm going to drive to Grand Rapids for a six-hour flight to Fayetteville, North Carolina. Delightful. Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> I mean, Grand Rapids, I mean, are, are, do you have any time to spend there? Are you going straight to the airport no, I, from where you are now in Lansing? I'm literally going straight to the airport. The only reason I'm going out of, I just needed like two seconds, like a break, because the flight uh, leaving out of Valentine's was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, where am I? Out of Lansing was, um, was at 12 o'clock and it was like nine hours to get to North Carolina. I was like, I'm not doing that. Mind you, I have two connections. So yeah, I'm just flying straight out. This should be very fun. It, it's exciting. I love it. Reminds me of my days as a traveling salesperson. So I, I really yeah. like it. Uh, we're going to talk about that <laughs> later. So we're, we're in the, we're in the final week of the campaign. What do you see, if anything, as potentially changing the dynamic of the race writ large or what Trump has to say out there on the campaign trail? You know, guys, I wish there's been lots of reports to say that people have pretty much changed their minds, right? Um, people coming to these uh, rallies, they want to hear what the president has to say. I have no idea what he could say to change someone's mind at this point. I honestly think a lot has to do with Biden's performance in the next few days. That's where I'm going. Well, Kadia, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, and I, I hope you get some sleep one day soon. <laughs> right, have a safe flight. Take, get some Z's on that. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. This was fun. 
Okay, we have time for one more thing. An activist is going viral after delivering a savage speech at the Kansas City Board of Police Commissioners Tuesday night. Kiaja K.J. Brooks was part of a group of protesters who crashed the meeting and called for the police chief to resign. She called out officers for using black children as photo ops, knowing they'd be treated as suspects just a few years later, adding that she wasn't at the meeting to ask for reform from her oppressors. She then delivered a personalized insult to each member of the board by name. We're just going to play out some of the highlights here. Nathan, the gentleman in the vomit-colored men's warehouse suit in desperate need of Bosley and a haircut, a former FBI agent who exudes white privilege and is the epitome of mediocrity and who loves Trump so much that he hired his former attorney general at his firm. Or Don, owner of Wagner Investments, Blue Notes LLC, and part owner of the Royals, another rich and white and disconnected and out of touch person with nothing but pure apathy seeping through the bulging veins of your paper-colored skin. You age like trash when you're racist and subject others to violence. Um, okay. I love that we're getting personal now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why, but the men's warehouse cut cut yes, the deepest to yes. me. <laughs> it did, but that's because I haven't like visually seen this and I can imagine what he looks Absolutely. like. I can imagine that outfit. I think it's one of those things where it's like when we talk in like vague statements or generals, then it's like you don't really feel connected to it. But it's like now... I know who Don is. Right. And now I, wow, hired for, I need to go look up these people because she was spilling yeah. some tea. Hired Trump, former attorney general. So Jeff Sessions uh, is working for this dude and uh, part owner of the Kansas City Royals. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly who you want saying, you know what? This is, I, I believe that this is how the police should behave. The, these fine, upstanding gentlemen protecting property and wealth, they're doing a great job. <laughs> I do want to give her a show where she just sits and tears everyone apart in our government. Oh, my God. Like <laughs> like a civic version of Triumph the Insult Comic Dog for people who are old <laughs> yes, enough to remember exactly. that reference. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I would love to watch that. Ratings through the roof. I I don't know what 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 network would actually dare air this though. Com it's too smart for Comedy Central right now. I was immediately just like FX. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why FX, but that was the first one I thought of. Oh, you know, no, you know who needs to air it? C-SPAN. It's time they freshen up their content. C-SPAN. No, you're one hundred percent right. This needs to go to C-SPAN. <laughs> they win. They win the rights. I've decided. <laughs> All right, that's it for today. Be sure to join us tomorrow for whatever wild things the universe has to throw at us as we come closer to Election Day. I'm excited, which is to say terrified. <laughs> and remember, don't kiss trophies if you have COVID. Come on. Come on. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math.
Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grass of Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. When's the last time you took a timeout? I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space, activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're peeling back the layers around why society makes it so easy to guard men's time like it's diamonds and treat women's time like it's infinite, like sand. And so whether you're partnered with or without children or in a career where you want more boundaries, this is a place for you, for people of all family structures. So take this time out with us to learn, get inspired, and most importantly, reclaim your time. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 